Hello, listeners of Taiwanese Pro Ball. A little Plus League bonus content during the season. I had the good fortune of meeting and talking to Matthew, an assistant with the Formosa Taishin Dreamers. We'll ask him about the details of his assignments. After having some journalists and content creators as guests, Matt can provide the inside look into how the Plus League teams run. Hey, Matt, welcome onto the show. Hey, Ryan. Nice to, nice to catch up with you. All right. Well, Matt, I'd be interested to know your upbringing story. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I actually grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, which is probably different from most Asian Americans. Uh, and after growing up for 18 years, I went to UCLA, which brought me closer to Taiwan. I actually grew up in a very American uh, neighborhood. And the school that I went to in high school and middle school um, was predominantly like African-American, American, Hispanic. So I actually, uh, to touch on, you know, my background as a Chinese American, I actually didn't really feel that, you know, Chinese or Taiwanese growing up. But luckily, uh, my parents uh, spoke Chinese with me and I did attend Chinese school uh, growing up a bit. But I would say most of my Chinese improved while speaking at home and then just going back to Taiwan and and being able to immerse myself with the culture. Now, we've met, yeah. fortunately or unfortunately, of, because of COVID-19. Could you tell us your experience um, being where you were when quarantine started happening and what plans you made and what you eventually landed on? Right. So I actually arrived to Taiwan before the whole uh, COVID-19 uh, kind of rose, rose up. And so I went back uh, just as normal, uh, tried out for a few teams. And then suddenly, while I was in Taiwan, uh, so luckily I was in Taiwan when it kind of broke out. But at the time last year in 2020, uh, Taiwan did a pretty good job containing the virus. So it actually allowed me to stay in Taiwan longer because while the states and other countries uh, had a lot of infections, Taiwan was like a safe haven. So because of that, that allowed my decision to stay in Taiwan actually easier. And then I stayed uh, throughout 2020. And then around the summertime of 2020, uh, while Taiwan was still relatively safe, uh, that was when I was able to uh, try out and also join the the Dreamers uh, kind of as an assistant. Yeah. All right. But before we get into that, um, like myself, you're a new content creator in the year 2020 with your own YouTube channel. What was the inspiration behind that? And what are some of your proudest works? Uh, yeah. So actually, this uh, project was this project to create a YouTube channel was brought up by uh, one of our sponsors on the Dreamers. He actually runs his own YouTube channel and he thought, I had a very interesting uh, background just growing up in the States and also uh, now living in Taiwan. So I he thought I brought a lot of, you know, interesting topics, uh, cultural differences um, to the table. So he thought that uh, it would actually be quite interesting to, to take a look uh, into how an Asian American uh, lived in Taiwan. Uh, and so I kind of uh, took up the, the, the project and then, we came up with a few videos. There are actually a lot of videos that are finished. Uh, it's just a matter of time or, you know, when, if they'll come out. 
but we actually had about like, I would say four or five videos pretty much done and then many other videos on the way. But um, as the uh, season progressed, um, I kind of took more of a role on the basketball court as opposed to from a YouTube uh, point of view. Yeah. All right. Hey, be sure to shout out the, uh, how we can find those videos. Yeah. Uh, I have to communicate with like my boss about that because, uh, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stages in, in these video processes from the filming and then the editing and then the adding, you know, like animation and stuff. So yeah, there's a high quality of standard, but if you go on, YouTube and look up like basketball uh, and the Chinese is something hey by chi you can find a few of our videos that we did and we're able to include a few players from the team and uh, and also uh, we also had a really popular video where we went to a local high school and played basketball with them and that just kind of that kind of video echoes uh, what we also trying to do also what we're trying to do as a uh, as a as an organization to kind of reach out to the local community and, and be able to teach them basketball and also play with them. That was one of the first videos I saw entertaining and very heartwarming. Very cool. Well, now let's go ahead and move on to talk about your job, your assignment with the dreamers. Um, what did you see as your first year being around a professional team? Cause is that right? Is this your first professional or is this your first job in basketball? Yes, I would say this is my first job in organized basketball. And I think uh, the biggest thing that stood out to me first is just uh, how detailed and how organized uh, a basketball team runs from your plays to how all five players on the court and even the whole team, how they're supposed to work together. Um, It's not just pick up basketball. It's not anything close to that. Even though, um, from you know, from a fan's point of view, you might see that oh, they're doing pick and roll, but there's a lot more going on. Uh, how you defend the pick and roll, how you attack the pick and roll. So um, it was really good to be able to go to their practices and and be a part of that uh, because I think just by um, asking questions, just by practicing with them and being around them, allowed them to improve as a player and then also as an assistant because. I knew almost all of our plays. I was able to um, see how our, you know, very great players like Anthony Tucker, Jaren Young, how they kind of read defenses and how they kind of broke down, you know, what what should we have what should we have done in these situations, and just being able to ask them questions. And um, I think I, I learned a lot being able to to be a part of this team as an assistant and also as like a practice player. Hey, kind of talk us through the process of how you found yourself with an increased role on the basketball side that you mentioned. Yeah, I think um, for any young you know, kids out there, if they are trying to get closer to the game, uh, you just have to be there every day. You know, a lot of the bosses were really willing. A lot of the coaches are really willing to allow me to be there. Uh, but it was up to me to just show up to most of the practices, uh, morning practice, afternoon practice, uh, and slowly um, just 
being on their side, just, you know, asking a question um, and then slowly your role would just uh, increase. And then I started off just, I remember I started off uh, just doing, you know, minute collection and then slowly my role increased to, um, you know, just helping with any kind of demands that the coaches needed or any kind of even translations. And so uh, slowly my role, my spot uh, on the organization um, just became more, more prevalent. And then I felt like, you know, I needed to be there every game and then just help the team in any way. Well, speaking of translating, how was the adjustment to go from growing up in the States, going to UCLA, then coming to Taiwan where Mandarin usage is going to be so prevalent and the working environment is different and your role as a translator, um, something I'd assume you're not very familiar with. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, growing up in the States, you're definitely not exposed to a lot of Mandarin. So uh, that's something that I wish that I uh, spent more time growing up uh, trying to work on because uh, already having a language barrier and even a cultural barrier, um, there's going to be times where your confidence will be affected by that. You're trying to communicate with people, but not even knowing their Chinese name is something that will definitely, you know, keep you a, a few steps behind. And then so it's up to you to uh, take that initiative to, you know, talk to your teammates and really assimilate to their culture. Because a lot of times, you know, that means uh, getting breakfast with them or, uh, you know, playing games with them at night and, and just doing whatever it takes to get closer to them, you know, even though, uh, you know, it might be uncomfortable in the beginning because they're all speaking Mandarin and then uh, I'm over here, like, just understanding half of what they're saying. As for the translation part, I think we had a great staff. Like, we had uh, Coach Troy. He was really good with uh, – he was a really good translator. So – my role is just, you know, any way to bridge any gaps between, you know, simple questions that certain local players had with imports. You know, I was there to kind of uh, just relay some simple messages and that allowed me to get closer to the local players and then also the imports. So that was also really good for me to uh, just to have small talks on both sides and kind of be a translator when they had, you know, conversations uh, lost in translation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. We know that the Dreamers made it into the plus league finals where they took one game out of four before the season was called. But from your perspective, Matt, how did the Dreamers season progress from, let's say, the beginning from preseason up until those finals? How would you say, from your perspective, um, the season went? I would say that we grew a lot as a team from the beginning, uh, having a lot of uh, new players and including myself, it was definitely, everyone was finding their identity. You had some games where uh, players did very well and then other games where uh, some players would uh, take on different roles. And because of that, since we're also a young team, you know, our, our determination uh, from, from being a team of like young players definitely grew so I really I really enjoyed that you know being a part of a team where from from finding our identity to really making it to the finals and throughout the season I saw 
Claire step up and I was really happy for them. Like Jay Chen, who hit the, the huge three-pointer in game one of the finals. And then you had players like Aji, who, you know, in the beginning was still finding his role and then going for 39 points, which was the record for the local, you know, scoring record for a game for a local. So just seeing these accomplishments really, really reflect how the players worked hard throughout the season and how we kind of came together. Yeah. All right. Well, you mentioned Jay Chan, Achi. Those are guys who we've heard a lot about their work. Um, are there any, anybody else who you'd like to give a shout out for putting in a surprise, yeah. maybe not surprising amount, but a, impressing you with how hard they work and how um, focused they were in improving their game? Yeah, I would say Anthony Tucker definitely had the gold standard of just coming early, putting in extra shots um, before the game, before practices, after practices. And he really took his uh, treatment very seriously. So he was someone who like near the end of the season, I, every day I had to just, you know, ask him questions and, and try to learn from him because, you know, anytime he's going back home and then also Jaron Young, he was actually very, uh, he was very, you know, supportive. Like, I would post a video of me, you know, in a game and just shooting a shot. And then he would actually spend the time to kind of break down that play and be like, you could have done this. And then just encouraging me to, uh, to get better. And at this time, I'm just practicing with the team. I don't even have a jersey. So just being able to have that kind of leadership around you in that environment is really, is really precious. And then I also want to shout out to Randy, Randy Walco, because uh, he – was also very, very easy to talk to. He was very, you know, someone that if you just wanted to chat with, he was always there for you. And so he, even though on the court, he's really aggressive and he's like dunking everything uh, off the court, he's just a really nice guy. He was just uh, really happy. I was just really happy to be able to um, just be around him. Yeah. Some awesome insights. Well, take us into the finals. The Dreamers played all nine games of the playoffs and unfortunately had their postseason and our league's postseason cut short. But the intensity of that must have been quite a ride for everybody. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, we had we had a very intense uh, semifinals with the pilots. Uh, you know, going up, we were up 1-0 and then it was a very smooth game. And then uh, I think game two, they went on a huge run in the fourth mm-hmm. and that really, you know, that really uh, changed our game plan a bit. And then uh, they took game three and then uh, the last two games were like, okay, we just got locked down and, and stay with the, stay with the game plan. And then um, after, you know, a good game four, uh, game five was really, was really intense too. And Randy hit a great shot. Uh, and after that, we were like, okay, we're back on, we're back on track to, to really make make some noise in this in this postseason, and then uh, we really stole game one in Taipei. That was crazy, and then um, and then I think we we had a good chance to even the series when it was two one. We just yeah. uh, we just couldn't hit a couple shots, and and they were able to close this out. And then I think I would say game four or game five. Game four. The last game, game four. <laughs> yes. yeah. Game four was 
was definitely a game that was um, hard to play, I think, because of the situation in, uh, in Taiwan with kind of the local outbreak. I think that everyone's mind was really focused on, you know, how, how Taiwan was going to do because the Taiwan's a, a very tight-knit, I would say, very tight-knit country. You know, a lot of these, you know, north and south, it's really all connected. So I think, you know, I was really, I was really thinking about how, you know, our country was going to, was going to, you know, was going to turn out for the next few weeks. So uh, it was great to still represent the Dreamers and, and still, you know, you know, help out such a great season with the Plus League and how, you know, what Blackie's doing and, and being a part of that. Uh, but unfortunately, when, you know, the local infections broke out, you know, definitely the focus and is going to be on, you know, containing that and just supporting, you know, the medical staff and the hospitals that are probably going through a lot right now. We're recording this on the 1st of June and still kind of crossing our fingers. Hopefully things are going in the right direction. The numbers we're looking at so far, pretty in the right direction. Of course, got to keep working hard, stay safe, wear a mask and keep your hands clean. Hey, Matt, this will be a chance to test out uh, your basketball observation skills. Maybe give me a quick word or two about the other three teams in the Plus League, how their season went, who you're looking out for and... Um, of course, this crazy offseason that we're going to have, maybe we'll just stick with the season we just have for the three other teams from your perspective. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I've, I've spent a year now in Taiwan around these teams, and I've spent a lot of time talking to friends about what they thought about the team. And, and how I would say is Fubon's definitely your classic uh, you know, juggernaut. They have a lot of veterans in there, and even their young players are very talented. You know, they have great point guards. They have great you know, shooting guards all the way up to your center. You know, they're very, very, they're very deep. Uh, and it's going to be, it, and they have a rich tradition too. I would say over the past five, 10 years with mm-hmm. coach Shu, uh, he's definitely created a culture where you know, Taipei and Fubon are, are you know, intertwined. So they're definitely going to be the, they were definitely the top team. However, I think, uh, Taurian, you know, they also come from a rich tradition too with Puyan in the, in the back. So they have, you know, they actually have a very, in my opinion, a very, very set culture, which also stems from Coach Shu. So it's very <laughs> interesting. But I would say Taurian also, you know, they have veterans who are truly, you know, they've been playing for 15, 10, 15 years, like uh, 63. Um, and they all come from a, you know, a, a, a culture that even stems back to high school, like Nansen Kalto. Yep. So being around that, I think, because I practiced with them before. And so I know that, you know, their plays, their ideology is very disciplined. You know, they don't really, they don't really, they really work well together. And so in a way, you're going to have a very consistent team. And they also have really good imports. Uh, and then for Shinzu, I think they're, kind of the new the new kid on the block um, because their play style changed throughout the season, I would say, depending on their imports. You know, Tippy yep. became a much better, you know, defender in the paint. And then they had, you know, they had a few changes. They had a great shooter in Henton. And then when he uh, got hurt, you know, they had, they added um, Dawson, who was a huge threat. And 
they were really they're really doing well. So, and I, I really look forward to who they're going to sign. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of players, veteran players who will want to play with them. And they're, they're, they have the first pick too. So they're definitely going to pick up a few, you know, talented college kids. So it's going to be very, very interesting in the upcoming season. That's right. Good assessment. Thanks for that. Well, Matt, I think an important topic that you were maybe very eager to get up on is your own journey as a basketball player yourself. Well, let's rewind a little bit. When did you play the most as a kid and what, yeah, how much did you play at UCLA and what are your aspirations now? You mentioned you were at a tryout and still have hopes of making a team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I grew up like I would say most Americans, we grew up really just playing a lot of different sports. I think that's the biggest difference with Taiwan where you're kind of introduced to a sport and you're stuck with that, or mm-hmm. at least you're invested in that. In the States, I grew up playing football, soccer, tennis, swimming. And so I always had a, a knack for sports, but I think it was around high school and more so college is when I really got into basketball. At UCLA, I was playing on multiple IM teams. I was playing with you know players who were, you know, who used to play like D3. I used to play with people who were really, were really uh, successful in their high school careers. So the standard was a lot higher when I went to California. And then I actually stayed a year in LA before I, after I graduated. And then uh, just being around people who, uh, whether they played college basketball or uh, they were, uh, they played a lot of high school organized basketball. I was around these people that really encouraged me. Um, it was just a very healthy environment where I could get better as a player. However, I would say that uh, what I lacked was a real sense of organized basketball. And even, even till this day, I feel like you don't really know what organized basketball until you really see what it looks like on a profession, at a professional level or college level, at least. I think high school basketball is still something a lot different. You know, you're, you're, your discipline, um, your sense of team organization, your understanding of how to read defenses is definitely, you know, another level when you get to, to college or, or the pro level. So um, that's something that I had to learn, you know, by practice. I had to learn that while in Taiwan. Uh, so I don't, I've been in Taiwan for about two years now, uh, but I would say over these two years, because of the COVID pandemic, also because of um, just like growing pains. I think uh, just really to understand the game of basketball, it also takes time. It takes a lot of uh, teaching and it takes a lot of learning. So this upcoming summer, I would, uh, I'm, all, I'm looking to put my name in for the draft. However, I, I think that that's just a stepping stone for me because I just want to put my name out there. Even if I don't get selected, I think it's just a step in the right direction. And hopefully I'll be able to get opportunities to practice with teams and then uh, just give it one more go. I think that, you know, I, I really have an attachment with Taiwanese basketball, with the Taiwanese culture. And can, I want, I would like to do whatever it takes to, uh, to be able to be a part of that. So, yeah. What is the biggest area improvement that you plan on making from last summer or last off season, quote unquote off season to this off season and your second attempt at turning professional. Right. I think 
I think there's two. I think one is we could always be better at our skills. So for me, it's definitely get better at ball handling, passing, uh, because I think my shooting is probably uh, something that I just grew up like shooting. I'm not saying I'm a great shooter, but I would say I, I, I trust my shot a little more than like handling the ball. So just tightening up the skills, uh, trying to be better as a passer, being a better teammate. Uh, and then the second thing, I think the biggest adjustment um, that I, I need to make and that I've been working towards is just understanding the game. So while you're on defense, you know, reading how the offense is, is playing, is your, is your opponent, is he a shooter or is he a passer, is he a driver? You know, if there's a screen coming, how are you going to, you know, blow it up or get around it or go under it? You know, there's a lot of the real pleasure of, of uh, being under Coach Carl Julius uh, is that he's 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 more of a an American, a Canadian style uh, coach where you know we're all, we're most of the time looking film, we're breaking down film, we're discussing the game plan. You know, we're we're not like asked to just keep running back and forth. Uh, you know, we first break it down and then we apply it on the court. And I think that really helped me um, make the game a lot easier for me. So I'm hoping to apply that and also get better at that uh, for this upcoming summer. That's all great, Matt. Thanks for being on the show. That was an awesome chat. Look forward to where your basketball journey will take you. Yeah, thank you very much, Ryan. I really appreciate it.